Welcome back to Portman Show. I'm Brett. I'm here with Andrew and Alex. And on the Zoom all the way from California is James. Hi, everyone. Hello! What a show. I don't know what episode, 473. Sounds right. That's right! Wow. All right, I'll turn it over to you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, that's quick. So, a couple of things. What's happening, everybody? I'm going to write some show notes down. I'm writing some words. Oh, he's writing down show notes during the show. That's a good time to do this. If you ever get a hands, your hands, on Andrew's pad... You will see the what looks like the ramblings of an insane person. Give me that pad. And Give me that pad. It's illegible. Let me see it. Let's read. This is Andrew's journal. I, know, I love doing this. Every week I go in and I look back at what I wrote the previous week, and I go, I love this. This is delightful. Brett. But. Sorry. But. Fair That's what he calls you, but. Curry. Uh, coleslaw? Columbus. Laundry. Music. T-U in movies. Teaching. Tech. Tree. Gas, computer. These are my show notes. Yeah. Texas, fishing, Mississippi, tolerance, dad, cigar, mentor. Then a bunch of blank pages. Wow. This well, is how you was a lot less exciting than I was hoping. Because <laughs> I, mm. I flip it part through the show, and I don't know which direction I'm going. So Penis owners. <laughs> In the meantime, it's bean time. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm a, I'm a penis owner. Uh, this looks like it said tit anus. Is that what that says, Andrew? Is that what you wrote? Tit anus? No, I think it says Titanic. Oh, oh, nice. Tit anic. Okay. Uh, Edgeola underneath it? Yeah. All right. Well, you can have this back. Oh, okay. Good. I need that. What happened to my notes? Where are they at? I don't know which direction to go. Just You could use any of them, I guess. But I, I just wrote down a bunch. They were important. <laughs> Dick Buffet. <laughs> How oh, did great. he spell come? I'll never find him again. Now, before you tell any of your stories... Merit patches for your dick. How about this? Would you be willing to just read your notes that you're going to tell all your stories from ahead okay. of time? Okay. Once I find the page, the alphabet. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, this is serious. Gake. Poor man spell. <laughs> Quit my house and truck. Um, Linty slime. Sitcoms. Home Improvement. Wilson. Al's mom. These are not today's notes. No. Anaphylaxis. Oh, there's some notes for like life. Go ahead. Go, I'm, I got. I look for my notes from today. Ah, well, I mean, I just got back from Pittsburgh, and what a great weekend I had. Andrew, do you know about a restaurant called Zara's? I'm just gonna pepper in some of my show notes as you talk. Okay. No, Zara's. I don't. It's a clothing store. Is it Greek? No, it's Italian, and it is like homemade Italian food, and it is in this like shitty part of Dick Oakland. Picks. Is shitty part of Oakland, by the hill there, by Bigelow Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So it's just on this block of a buildings Ooh, that Bigelow's look like. Faster, take it. I, I don't want to say these buildings are like abandoned. Sudoku, but they're not nice. You go into this place. You ever seen the movie? Um, Such fags. Nothing but trouble. Of course. Okay. Have you seen Nothing But Trouble? That's the one with uh, where they go to the little town and then the dictatorial like mayor judge guy. Vulcanvania. Yeah. Yeah. They talked about it on the show. Okay, it's a terrible... Mercer family. But you go into this restaurant, which is a family restaurant. The Zaras are the family. And it looks like a charming and not spooky version of that, where the whole place, you walk in and you're in a bar, right? And you're like, is this somebody's house? And then you walk into... (laughs) this other room and there's all these logos mismatched tables and chairs in this giant room that is adorned with like uh knights 
you know, those like suits of armor on the walls. And then there's like pistols and knives hanging on all the walls and all these weird pictures and trinkets. And they give you like real Italian food like a grandma would make. They give you this bread and you look at it and you go, this isn't going to be good bread. Then you put it in your mouth because you know how I eat carbs now. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. go to yeah. an Italian yeah. place. How'd that work out? Yeah. Well, I didn't eat any pasta. I, I ate a little lasagna, but it was very light on the pasta, very heavy on the cheese, and I appreciated that. But my goodness, this was just an incredible experience. Many go, and I'm you know in the bigger picture, it's like how many more wonderful things are there in that city for me to discover? Zara's. You haven't even been on the Gateway Clipper yet. No, I haven't been. On, I haven't even been on the Incline yet. Really? What? Yeah, I'm saving it There's for a special occasion. I'm saving it for a special occasion. It's, a, it's only like five minutes of. Yeah, I was going to say what? What? It's not that exciting. What yeah. would the 15 <laughs> minutes of special occasion be? It's a romantic thing. Is it romantic? Are you going to rent the whole thing out? Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have kids touching. You're going to have a lot of little kids screaming and. I don't know how romantic you want it to be. When I'm going to dance on the roof of it with my girlfriend. Okay. Oh, like in that, that video, Chaya. You know that video, Chaya. No. Oh, who, who watches gonna, videos? Uh, it's from a movie, maybe in the late 80s, early 90s, a Bollywood movie called Dilse. Uh, it's certainly a video we could pull up. Nobody's ever, and we can't watch videos. Puke's on here. Yeah. What? You could watch them right on the computer. But Puke can't see them. Uh, he could yeah. watch or the any same of the video. audience. It would be as bad as reading notes. Okay, look up Dilse, Ch- Dilse, D I L S E, everyone. Uh, Chaya, C H. A-I-Y-A, and you will find this spectacular video where this man and woman love each other very much, and they dance together on the roof of a train as it moves. And their love is big and unstoppable, and that's what I think the train symbolizes. Like a train. And they get everybody on the train who are a bunch of sleepy Indians to wake up and start dancing. Hmm, that seems racist. What the people are? Everyone is sleepy. They weren't Mexican. Yeah, and it's like, are you think Indians and Mexicans are the only people who get a little sleepy? I'm as white as the I day mean, is long, what, yeah. and I'm tired right now. Muy cansada. I just woke up from a nap. Muy cansada. Perfect question. Are there any bears in Mexico? I, no. Mexico right. bears. Where are well, bears? wait, there's bears in Florida. Why wouldn't they be in Mexico? There's bears in Florida? Yeah. No, there's Since not. When? Yes, there is. Google it. Google. Siri? There are there are Alexa? Uh, there are cougars in Florida. Anyway. Come bears nap bear. a lot and they're up north. That's all I'm saying. Come see you say bear. Oso. Oso. I love how everyone's learning Spanish for different reasons. Mucho espanol. Are there uh tienes osos in Florida? Oh no, I was wrong. It's bear. Oh. <laughs> no way it's Soportar. Hmm. Oh, that might mean... Sober dad? No, it is. El, it's El Oso. <laughs> so potar is like to bear witness or to bear oh, your bear. breasts. Oh, they're yeah. only black bears Bust. in Florida. You can just punch those. That doesn't even count, yeah. El, o- El Oso. A black bear will run away from you so fast. Muchos osos negros. You know how porn used to like spoof movies? Alex, uh, back when the internet was new... Oh, apparently in Florida, they uh, black bears are aggressive. Oh. Only in Florida. As opposed to other places Only where they're in Florida. not. Yeah. Florida bear. It's, uh, yeah, Behind the Green Glass Door, the first pornographic film in recent times, was uh, theoretically a movie. What? Yeah. Behind the Green... When behind is this from? the Green Glass Door. I think it's just Door. Behind the like Green Door. 
Behind the green door? Yeah, I think I thought so. Glass was in there. Um, I don't know, like 72. Hmm. Mm. Maybe you want the door to be glass so you can see people fuck. Yeah, that's the point. On the other side. Yeah, but green, <laughs> that's not a very attractive tint. Well, it looks greener on the other side, but it turns out it's just oh, the, the grass glass is the greener door. or the the glass ass is green. Is greener. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a I think it's a metaphor for a desire. Green with envy. Mm-hmm. That guy's fucking that lady. And you see him. I want to fuck see that green. lady. Or wait green. a minute. I want to fuck that guy. Get that drop. <laughs> maybe um maybe porn should go back to you know, spoofing real movies. Yeah, there, it's like there's no d- demand for that. Yeah, because I think there's there demand. is demand for that. It's just the massive amount of supply has gone away from that because that takes work. No, but, but the, like, we've, we've, we've figured this out. The massive amount of supply porn. is all like daddy-daughter stuff, and it's weird. But there's Frozen porn. There's Star Wars porn. There's Avengers porn. It's just you have to pay for that, and so you don't <laughs> see it because all that's like high production yeah, nobody's value. nobody's paying for shit. There Some, was also writing scripts. 3D porn, animated porn done by these Japanese people. And they are fascinated with giant dicks and tits. And tentacles. Well, yeah, it's always like, look at this lady who otherwise would be pretty hot, but she's going to fuck this gorilla man or this zombie. And then they show the cutaways of like the thing being inside of the vagina. Uh, Yeah. I think it looks way cooler than actually seeing a thing inside of a vagina. Yeah. Do we? Okay. Who are these people that must keep pushing? What? Pushing? And porn and, and, and their sex the life. The men. They push. Okay. The they men, they push. Uh, uh, uh. So. I'm going to come. Right. Okay. But like, you have sex with a woman and you go, oh, that's fantastic. Yes. And then you come. At the end. Yeah. But then the next time are you like, okay, I need to do what I did earlier, but this time I need to be juggling. What do you mean? Like they keep pushing it. They keep they keep going to some additional level that doesn't. They're chasing the sexual dragon. Uh, they're doing it in sex and in porn. This is what I'm asking you. You said it was the men. Okay, so you think in porn they they keep pushing for. That's like, how you get the wild porn, the weird porn, the tentacle porn, the the crazy monster porn, the daddy daughter porn. Yeah, I think that's a part of it, but I think it's also on the consumer end, right? Maybe creating a demand. I want to see crazier shit. But sometimes those guys who get addicted to porn and want to do uh, like see crazier shit, they go, porn's taking me as far as I can go. Right. I need to climb a tree with binoculars. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> but they're not going to see crazier shit than they saw in porn. I need to set up a dating profile as the opposite gender and then there collect you. pictures of other dudes' dicks. Right. Oh. And then that set is... up a profile as a dude using that dick that is not mine as my new dick that I will show to ladies, assuming ladies want to receive pictures of my dick. I just double underlined my dick pics show note. Okay. We'll get into that. But well, what I'm asking here is, have you ever been like, yeah, you start having some good sex and then do you ever go, well, I want more. I got to have more. So then you just start getting these wacky ideas on how to get more. Is it ever satisfying? Have you ever gone down that road? Have you ever been happy you went for more? Like more, more, more whatever it might be. It's you're satisfying be the first s- time. Specific. You're going to have to be more specific. Okay. Where you're like, okay, that blowjob is great, but this time you need to be gargling Alka-Seltzer. Mm, <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of things that do that. You this just have to know you're on a you're on a hedonic uh, roller coaster ride. Right, and this is what I'm saying. This is a bad roller coaster ride. This is like that roller coaster in the movie, nothing but trouble. 
I don't think I... Except for this is the porn spoof. Nothing but... With two T's. <laughs> and... I don't know. I was just trying to tie that in. Nothing. It ends yeah. in a fire. Right. Which is basically... That's how you, you come. You can only come when you're on fire. Okay. This is, this is what I'm saying. There's no satisfaction when you go down this path. I don't think. I think you start getting diminishing returns because yeah. at first That's your mind works. is like, oh, I'm playing that that sexual baseball game where first base is boob touching or making out or whatever oh, it was. That's second yeah. right? base. Okay, fine. Second. What's first base then? Kissing. Frenching. Okay. So Frenching, then boobs, third base? Uh, a b- a fingering or getting a hand job. Okay. Fourth base? Or a blow job. No, that's, or you, also your bases are messed up. Yeah, I think so too. I think kissing and boob touching and butt touching is all on base first one. First base. Base two is the manual uh, manipulation. Digital manipulation. And then... Base three is oral manipulation. Yep. And then base four, also known as home base. <laughs> uh-huh. You bring it all the way around. <laughs> Who's right, Puke? Brett or Alex? I really think third base is where all the... Now, remember, the bases Although are not there's only three bases in baseball. Right, and then there's home plate where you're trying to That's go. That's where you started. Be- mm-hmm. Alone. Ooh, uh, things seem like they kind of start <laughs> on first base. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think baseball is the best analogy for this well, sort of look, thing. Well, look, it's something that kids made up, so it's perfectly feasible. I don't think kids should be doing any of this. Well, they did, right? They said, what base did you get to? And they starts when kids are like 12, 13 years old. Right. They want to French. They want to feel boobs. Maybe the lady wants to see a dick or two, but she's not even a lady. She's a kid. She's in you know gymnastics or something. I don't know. Field hockey. <laughs> anyway... Kids are going to leave a whole base for boobs. Okay, fine. Okay, let's let's frame this in the from the kid perspective. So, how old do you want to be? Thirteen. All right, I'm twelve. Hold Alex, on. how old do you want to be? Twelve feels right. Okay, thirteen's Puke. a little old for this. Puke is se- Puke is our little brother. No, no, no. He's our little brother. He's seven. Okay, <laughs> so you're the oldest, Andrew. All right, Puke. So, the most you could ever do is sex. And that is a home run. That is a grand fucking slam. Sex with three chicks is a grand slam. And they have big boobies. Yep. Now it's getting complicated. But that's as, that's as far as you can go. Then you get a little older. You turn like 18. Now we fast forward. Puke's like, you know, fucking 12 now. Uh, yeah, and we're 18. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're like, oh, well, I've had sex. Yeah. What's next? That's but, the problem. Buttholes. You Cannibal should have born. stuck with your game. Because now you're just out there, feeling around like a blind person, reaching for things, and you might stab yourself. But didn't I invent a way years ago to like reinvigorate interest and 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 take this in a whole new direction? I don't remember. By not going home, only go to third base. Yeah, and that's that's a good plan. Well, my complaint or my lament, not my not lament. And then the lady hits says, "Hit a home run." I'm like, "What are you twelve?" But you won't. You won't hit a homer. You stay at third base. You won't hit a homer. You'll just sit there with your boner. Yeah. Well, no. It goes away on third base. Oh, right. Or second. Well, wait. Why should your boner go away on any base? This whole thing is fucked. Because <laughs> well, that's like the, the ultimate end goal, goal, isn't it? What? It's a return home is a return to a state of flaccid penis. Well, but when you're on third base in baseball, it's like your whole team is counting on you. Right, you're 90 feet away. You're very, you're very charged up from scoring a run. So you want to be doing that with no boner? 
Yeah, you got to have a boner. Yeah, you got to have a boner. But like if you can't you be down there with your tongue and your fingers and then just be limp. Third base seems you got to like, be into well, it. Right. That's, I think this is where the baseball metaphor really works out well in a kissing, boob touch, butt touch, uh, digital manipulation, oral manipulation, sex sort of way. Some people are just first basers in life. Okay. They don't even get boners. They just, they somehow find just great joy and just lightly touching into the sexual realms and then you've got these two other bases where it's like yeah the real winners they're going home at some point home base is theirs mm-hmm. but there's That's so many Viagra's people for viagra um poppers there's a whole there's a whole range of things you can do to supplement your sexual uh desires but second and third base is for all those people who just they don't have the drive they don't have the will they don't have the means to get home they get boners on second and third base, just like we all do. But then they lose those boners because that is the furthest that they want to get. They get str- They get out at second base. They get tagged out at third base. Yeah. And that is the loss of the boner at second and third base. A real champion, he takes second base. He then takes third base, and he makes it all the way home. But that's not a home run. For, for, for four, three-fourths of this whole journey. This whole thing makes no sense. Yeah, because baseball sucks. Who cares? Because when you hit a home run, you don't stop at the other bases. Go, oh, tits, 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 oh, finger, finger. Yeah, you're missing a lot of good stuff. Well, but if you just go straight home. You, well, you had you had a you had a uh, what is it called? A single or a double? Single or a double or a triple? triple. If What's an RBI? Oh yeah. Mm. What what is an RBI? I think that's I, when run, other people have in. sex with your girlfriend. Run batted in. Run so bat. all right so. What? Uh, you come up the bat. There's a guy on second base. You hit a single. The guy scores from second base. You get a run batted in. Oh. You're responsible for that run on second base scoring. Okay, so that would be like going to the bar with your friend and then introducing some strange girl to your friend, and then he goes home with her. Run batted in. I think baseball is hmm. really not right for any of this. It's just confusing us, and Did I'm only this? 12. The poor guy on Zoom is 7. And we're all lost. Well, what other sports metaphor? What do we have? We have hockey. Mm. We have football. We have soccer. No one knows how soccer works. Yeah. How do you progress way through. too complicated. Every other sport is about impregnating a woman, except yep. baseball. Yeah. Every mm. other sport is take this thing, get it in this place. Yeah. Or get it by this mm. thing, which is maybe oh, the, the No, baseball is more accurate because... If you, you got a bat and ball. Right, you got a bat and ball, there's that. But <laughs> your goal is to expel something. To expel something? So think yeah. about Ooh, get, get them out. Right. You're trying well, you're trying to get the ball as far away from you as possible mm-hmm. as a batter. Yeah. That's like you're trying to get the jizz as far away from your dick as possible. And, and it has innings. Innings uh-huh. and yep. outs. Yeah. Yep. Inning and out. Inning and out. Baseball. Wow. There's spitting involved. Spitting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeds. Superstition. Superstition, yeah. Weird face paint. Weird socks. Ball boys. I do, I do like this, uh, this idea of game, getting yeah. the jizz as far away from you as possible. I've never thought of that before, but what better... You want to just get it out of you. That what better way to get... Like none of these guys in baseball, they don't. none of them want to hold on to that ball, right? They, no, just keep, they, they just barely want to touch people. it. Do they barely want to touch it. want to get rid of the jizz, though? Yeah, the jizz is your power. You hold the jizz as long as you can. That's something a second or third baser would say. You hold it as long as you can. Oh, I'm a home runner, and I hold the jizz. That's what good. Mean point. You hold, what? <laughs> well, you're the uh, jizz is your power. So what? All right, 
let's take this to just what dudes are doing out there. You see these guys, all they do is come three days, three times a day watching Pornhub. Six. Then you see them out in the world. Do they have anything to offer? Right, right. Okay. I see what you're saying, but we're saying this well, in the context of Well, if they're offering their jizz, I don't want it. <laughs> I keep my jizz. It gives me strength. Imagine jerking off before you go to the gym. Right. What, what, what good would we be? Yeah. The other day, I was at the gym. I went, I have no energy. I feel so weak. What did I say to you? You had sex this morning. Yes, that's why. And I said, okay, now we figured that out. Now it's time to stop making excuses. Right. Other guys don't do that. They go, oh, I just. But they don't even think that. They don't even know the power they're giving away by expelling their jizz to Pornhub three times a day. But again, it sounds like Dr. Strange. The stats are out. Guys are jerking off more than ever. They've got nothing. Hmm. Keep your jizz. Your essence. It is your power. Do you have to let it out sometimes? Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to start getting suspicious. Suspicious. Eric in the chat says, you don't want foul balls either. Nice. That's pretty great. The uh, I think you do want to send it away, though. There's a, I think so, There's too. an element of the power that is the distribution of said power into effects in the world but you don't want to just send it away when you're not playing baseball right there is a ceremony there is a celebration Mm -hmm. you ever seen the fourth of july someone sings the national anthem first before you get started well no people take their hats off you want to announce now is the time there's an organ player yeah (laughs) where i am going to jizz but you don't say that come up with like a sexier way to say it (laughs) Now is the time. I'm going to jizz. And you go. <coughs> There's better words than jizz. <coughs> Any word is better than jizz, as we've already uncovered. Even though sometimes jizz is useful. Okay. Then oh. you turn this into like uh, here it is. I don't understand. Do you know there are guys who put condoms on and put mm-hmm. the condom or put their condomed penis into a vagina, and then just come in the condom. Yeah, it seems like a waste. It's insane. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah, First of you're all, just supposed to have kids like a Catholic. No, <laughs> you're supposed to take. You're supposed to say, "See my jizz." Yeah, you can't get the same level of like slap in the face without the rubber membrane. Like if you take all your jizz and you and you jizz it out of your penis onto a face, there's a certain effect you get there, and you might get a little like a little tweak, a wince. little like in my eye, wince. That's yeah. a great word. Yeah. But if you jizz into the condom and you take the condom off, now you can get a nice little, little slap. Right, with or that you same can amount of take jizz. that condom and go slap your sleeping friend in the face with it in the other room. <laughs> Turn it inside out first if you want to get extra devious. Yeah, good Did that thing when I was no. Good, I was just gonna say, good thing in high school, none of us were having sex. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah where we had rules that we lived by, unspoken rules. Jizz was off limits. You weren't allowed to jizz. No, we weren't allowed to involve jizz in any of the pranks. Yeah, because that would quickly turn into murder. Or maybe we were afraid of turning gay. Well, oh, yeah, for sure. That's all, how it happens. Well, maybe you all just really respected the the gift and beauty that is life, and you didn't want to waste all that jizz. I think we respected that could be making the gift that is a dick. What is also interesting is we would never be having a conversation like this if we weren't recording it. Yeah, I know, right? Which is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought you were going to say in high school. 
Uh, Could we have this conversation? I, or would we I would have been too, too shy about yeah, it. Yeah, we would have been like... Yeah, I didn't know. It was so mysterious. I and I don't know when it got weird to talk about sex with dudes, but at some point in life, it just happens, and you go, am I gross like this? Wait, wait, was it not weird to talk about it at some point? I feel like maybe I mean, when it's we still were younger... Weird. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't think we. I don't. I never talked about jizz and stuff as a kid. I maybe it is like some things that it's just I'm really a, oozing into it as I get older. <laughs> I think uh, maybe it's just a what's the word a tact that some people don't have, and they talk about this stuff and make people uncomfortable. So maybe it's just about having some social graces where, unless you're recording it and putting it on the internet, right? You need to be tactful with jizz. Yeah, you don't talk about it. So. Is it worse to talk about jizz like this or like in that sort of, um, I'm thinking of a person whose name starts with S that we all know, who I think would do like a sex education sort of angle and just be very like, so condoms. Spider-Man? You, you open the wrapper, like is a sexual education sort of like, this is all fun. This is normal to talk about. Let's learn about putting penises in buttholes. Is that worse than just making stupid jizz jokes? I how, do more uncomfortable? how do we all know this person, but none of us know who you're yeah, talking about? I don't know anyone who talks <laughs> to an S, Alex. You, I, well, I'll, I'll Is it a man it or a woman? It's a woman. She dated a person whose name started with B, and he wore glasses, and nobody here really liked him. And that person with a B had a podcast involved technology. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Didn't didn't, uh, didn't <laughs> those are S, all accurate descriptions? Didn't S like do a sex education podcast or something? I feel like a lot of people did. But Alex is correct, yes. So that person did that. I feel like that tact is more uncomfortable to me where it's like, here we are acknowledging Yeah, the, when you clinicalize it and make it... Dr. Un- Ruth or but then You can't unfunny things. But there's like a friendliness to it too where it's like part of the funniness of the, of the jizz is that it is a bit taboo and we're acknowledging that and that's yeah, what the joke is. How quietly uncomfortable would everybody be if I were just like, yeah, so... I inserted my penis into a person's butt one time, and right. I was very clinical about it. Did you do it very slowly with lots of lube? Yeah, you, you have to be to. sensitive to your partner's. Right? How uncomfortable zone. would everyone listening be if I were explaining like that, as opposed to like <laughs> me just being really crass about it, and everyone's like super comfortable and laughing? I don't. Think I think. And be what worse. better way to get a dick in your worse. butt than to be laughing while it happens? <laughs> we learned uh, before the show that the word Spanish word for fart is pedo. Mm-hmm. So people that are uh, that love children and farts get to use just one word. Yep. In Spain. Let's see. Espana. Farts come out of butts and sometimes penises go into butts. Um You mentioned it earlier. But uh, dick pics. Yeah. Is it ever okay for anyone to ever send a dick pic? To send? Oh, I, I can't don't, believe you even have to think about it. I don't I, know. I, I would say upon request. So, okay. Puke, I request that you send me a dick pic. <laughs> You're not the right requester. <laughs> but look in your DMs, because here they come. Um, would anybody... Uh, so you're telling me, with the right person saying, Puke, show me your dick. You yeah. would send a picture of your dick. Probably. Really? Yeah. Who here? Raise your hand. Who here would voluntarily send a pic of their dick? Uh, are we talking about current self or if we've ever done it? Current self. My Hand up or down? Oh. Well, what's that do for the listeners? I will explain it. Brett raised his hand. 
I don't know if he was showing you how to raise a hand. <laughs> so is the question, have you up? ever sent somebody no, a dick No, the pic? question is, would you send someone a dick pic today your, if they requested it? Put your hands up and keep them up so we can count them uh, Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm in a special situation. Hand up or down? Fucking fine. Hands up, all right? <laughs> okay. There you go. I, uh, I'm leaving my options open. <laughs> <laughs> Alex? I say yes to things, okay? My hand, my hand, is, my hand is down. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a situation where somebody tricks me, <laughs> but in general, the rule is no, that doesn't happen. I want to pause and have you walk through the trick. <laughs> Go ahead. How does this trick work out? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. And I don't know who's who here. The <laughs> hey, um, I need a picture for an art project. Oh, that's cool. What's the art project? I need pictures of things that are like kind of cylindrical and sticking up out of things oh that's kind of a weird art project <laughs> how's it going well it's not going very well okay well how can i help well can you have something that's like cylindrical and sticking up out of a thing i don't know what would that look like well why don't you why don't you well, wait down? a minute take this picture of my dick as an example <laughs> it's weird right it switched no, but that's not a trick. That's the yeah. That's her sending me a picture of her dick, and right. then I'm like, "Wait, that's oh, my you dick." Really got tricked. What if she sends me a picture of my dick, but I never Ooh. took a picture of my dick? Then your hand's still down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'd be tricked, but there's a world where <laughs> so here's the, I tried to make a really elaborate story. I'm sorry, everybody. My storytelling abilities. Um, I, here's the trick. The trick is basically this: I have a rule: don't send a dick pic. For a variety of reasons that Andrew's going to explain later, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a world where I don't know that just hey the the sexy flirty time is going on and then she's like you got to send me a dick pic and I'm like no I don't want to and then she keeps doing her sexy flirty thing and then somehow it becomes a good idea. Has in she that moment. seen my dick yet? Yeah, yeah, because you never want someone to see your dick for the first time in a pic. You never see? let somebody. Here is no. what I'm getting at. What Brett just said. Say it again. You never want it's the exact same way. Yeah. You never want someone to see your dick for the first time in a pic. Yeah. So, first off, I think it's completely um, uncouth hmm. to send a picture of your dick to someone who hasn't seen your dick. It's unbecoming of a mm-hmm. real man. Yeah. And there's no telling for sure if that's your dick unless you're holding like a picture of yourself next to your dick mm, and with no the news today's newspaper. Newspaper. <laughs> Like your dick's coming out of today's newspaper. Maybe your ID, your driver's license. That could still be photoshopped. That's not real. Oh, well, I don't know how these deep fakes work. It's impossible almost today to verify <laughs> anything that you're receiving. Right. So there's uh, all I can do is think of every reason in the world why you should never send a picture of your dick, period, to anybody ever. Even in every circumstance where you think, well, maybe I should in this specific circumstance. You're still wrong. You should never do it. I think that plugs into Brett's... Uh, you don't go to, you decide, you keep the power of the jizz and you decide when you go to home base story. Yeah, but you're not keeping the power of anything. First of all, no one really wants to see a dick pic. One person really part. wants to see it and she's asking you for it. If but someone's you're really in the love power. with you, then they've already seen your dick. Mm. They're not totally going to fall in love with you without seeing your dick. Mm. 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 I'm just thinking of- I don't know. I think God has something to say about that idea. <laughs> He's not involved in this. He's not, but maybe he should be. But who are these guys that send dick pics unsolicited? That that I don't understand. This is well. This but was the whole I mean, that's point a different of the dick pic show note. I heard a story today about a man 
sending dick pics. Not only is he okay. I really have to. I can't reveal too many details. What's this guy sounds letter, like a pile of what's shit. What's the first letter of his first name? J. But you, none of you know him. I don't even know him. He's only someone I know from stories. I said the last letters of his name is. <laughs> no, it's it's A Y. <laughs> his name is J. Okay, that took me a second. So, um, this man was caught by his wife for sending dick pics to somebody when possibly when they weren't together. But the somebody that he was sending dick pics to frequented the same club that he and his wife now frequent. Okay. So that's uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a great reason you don't send dick pics to somebody because what if years later you have to encounter them again? Mm. And they become friends with your wife. Is that any better or worse than having sex with somebody and then years later encountering them again? Yes, it's worse. Why? Mm, because like at least with the sex, you can do a good job. With a dick pic, you're just like, it's a dick. Mm. You can do a good job. You can do a really it's a good job. It's a nice good dick. Job. Maybe it's better a better dick than average, but it's just a dick pic. Right. No, that's so uninspired. And I would have to think that most of the dicks represented in pics would be dicks that are worth picks. Maybe. It doesn't also, but hang on. Dicks that are worth picks, sure. You think that's a thing? <laughs> Uh, but on top of that, how many of these dicks, how many of these picks are wanted? That's true. Right? So, but yeah. how can the pick represent the dick being worth a pick too? Right. But, but, if the pick isn't set up the right way. But at least if you had sex with the person. Yeah. That was arguably wanted. Or what if they just saw your dick? Versus, right. They just saw your dick. They it's handled like, it. They uh, third based it. Okay. At least that Short was stop. arguably wanted. <laughs> Shortstop was when you're like, whoa, I'm way too drunk for this. And so are you. Yeah. How many dicks have been seen not through pics, but not also touched? Uh, probably a lot. I think Did guys I, used I mean, to flash to try and get Schindler's a response. List? What? Schindler's List? Yeah, because they somebody, took all the clothes off. Uh, but the Nazis didn't touch their dicks. Yeah. It's just called being naked. There are people like uh, you I guess know, that's a good beaches. Point, yeah. So the point is, don't send a, a pic of your dick to anybody because years later you might have to re-encounter that person. But not mm. only that, I feel like when you become the guy who sent the dick pic to the woman who is now friends with your wife, you have established possibly the beginnings of a pattern because years later, years after you've been married to this wife, it comes to light that you sent a dick pic to somebody else in the last 12 months mm. who also mm. is friends with your wife. Never. I mean, this is very bad. This is giving dick pics a very bad name. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is a problem with the dick pic or just the uh, the shitty... Uh, I think it's a problem with the dick pic because the type of person who sends dick pics is this type of person. Mm, yeah. And, and so. out of all the dick pics that are sent, how many of them are actually solicited? Like, how many of them are actually wanted? I feel like 99% of dick pics that exist were unwanted dick pics by the recipient. Mm. That's just a ratio. Like, why would yeah. you even want to take that chance? Why would you want to go for that 1% chance that this is the 1% of chances that this it's person exact, wants to see it's your dick? the same. Uh, and maybe they want to see it in that moment. But a year later, they could be vengeful. It's mm, the same yeah. motivation for any sort of gambling. Why do people play the lottery for a 0.001% chance of making? But what's the reward of sending a dick pic? Like, if that dick pic is wanted, that means that dick is wanted. 
This is something we were talking about at the dinner that I went to last night. Uh, okay. It's called the the hero's journey. We're familiar with this concept. <laughs> Brett, Brett knows the hero's journey. Yeah. People want to be the heroes in their own lives. And sometimes the, to people, the idea of being a hero means I'm such a hero that if I send my dick, that hero, that hero-ness will be recognized and I will have won a great victory. And so they do it thinking they're going to win a great victory. No. See, this is the thing. There's no great victory here. There's no great hero here. This is a pathetic attempt at feeling like a victor, but there's no good outcome. There really is. There's zero good outcome because, again, if that dick pic is wanted, that dick is wanted, and you didn't need to send the pic. You don't get from unwanted dick to wanted dick by sending a pic. You dig? No, that is true. That is actually true. There's no way that you can convince a woman to want your dick if she doesn't want your dick by then sending a pic of your dick. But guys think they can. This is, this is the misleading thought process because the guy won't actually go for it, which means he has no balls. But he's like, oh, I do have a dick. Yeah, this is so true. Guys have no balls. So this is a less of a risk than putting himself out there physically. This is, and again, this gets back to, is it even his dick? Right. Mm. How many dick pics have been sent that were not the pic sender's actual dick? Right. There's so many questions here. How many dick pics were unwanted? How many dick pics were not actually the senders? How many dick pics convinced a woman to want the dick when she previously didn't want the dick? We need to get a hold of Gallup and see if they can start a poll. Yeah. It's can, the dick pic has converted uh, at least one person. I don't think so. Absolutely. Well, the problem one, with this yeah. entire conversation is that... I mean, out of billions of people, sure. People are strange, and we, we can't yeah, say... Yeah, I, I think one of the big problems with Andrew's whole worldview is he never takes into account that the average person is, is pretty dumb. No, no, no. I agree the average person is very dumb. This is why I believe people fall for the idea of sending a dick pic. And it's also the same reason why people fall for the dick pic. I'm saying this for the benefit of the average person. Well, if a woman asks for a dick pic, she's kind of also being like, let's see that dick. Right. And, and there's like, a game well, there. A it's pic, like, do, I'll will, just come over. Will I want it or not? I'd like to see it ahead of time. Do, we, do you think people would take Airbnbs with no pictures? <laughs> I mean, there's a certain kind of situation, right? There is a different situation, and I would say that's right, right, more but, but rare. Like, you don't need to. You don't need to decide to choose the Airbnb to make that decision. You don't need to see inside the toilet. Oh, uh, <laughs> bookmark that. I've got another topic. <laughs> Brad's been inside of a toilet recently. Uh, I saw inside of one. I'll tell you about it. The uh, there's a. It's a it's a service versus a good kind of problem too, right? Because the Airbnb is a is a is a fixed good. It's like if you want to eat an apple, you want to see the apple before you eat the apple to know if it's a good apple or not, at least in a certain right. Sort but of you're respect. not you're not as you're not like deciding. You're well, not gonna go. It, I, okay, I have no idea who that dick is attached to, but I'm deciding to do that dick. That's what I'm saying. This is the low that's IQ not take. Real. Thinks that uh, here's the classic example, like. Big dicks are better. There's a certain size range where, yeah, like a uh, a two inch dick versus a seven inch dick, seven is better. But then, like a fourteen Always. inch dick versus a, an eight inch dick, right? Fourteen's not necessarily that much much better. Sure, it might even be worse. Right. 
the Airbnb is good. You don't need to send a picture. But the woman is going to, if the woman gets gets the picture of the 14 inch, there's going to be women who go, all right, well, I mean, I should try. Just because they're, they're thinking of the good versus sex is not a good, it's a service. They're, they're also thinking you, of it. Maybe you a can story. have a two or three inch dick and have better sex than someone with an eight inch dick. Possibly. It's possible. possible. It's a technique game. Yes, I agree. But dumb people, they just dumb people have come up with this idea years ago that bigger is better. The size of the, what do you know what they say about the size of the shoe? These kinds of things. And so dumb people are like, oh, well, let me see the dick. Wow, it's big. That must mean it's great. And then it probably is great for that person because they're just living a story in their little head while they're having sex instead of actually experiencing the variety of delights and uh, <laughs> pains that can go on. In a pains. Um, Eric in the chat says Air TNA. I thought about that for a second. I think Air TNA is the website you go to to rent out the Playboy Mansion. Mm. Comes with bunnies. Oh, and it was Easter oh. last Sunday. Right. I had a beautiful Easter. <clears throat> well, do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about... Uh, well, that was all last week. I mean, I've had an- another spectacular weekend since then. Uh, the toilet thing real quick. You had pasta. <clears throat> I, I, I don't... Uh, the, the, I can't share a bathroom with Alex. Because uh, for Alex... <laughs> and this is a problem with me because Alex leaves the toilet open. Mm-hmm. No one in a first world country should have to walk into a room and look into a toilet. That's why I want my own bathroom. It's that simple. It's nothing against you. It's just maybe that's a personal. Was this preference. something you knew? I lived before I came to stay the last time. No, but I no because I went into the bathroom when I got home and I said, "Oh, I know what I'm going to do." Walked into a room, looked right into a toilet. <laughs> should never happen. The one should, downstairs. Up to upstairs. Someone was in there oh, leaving I, the seat. I might have used the last. Oh, all right. Then great. This I now is addressed to both of you. <laughs> when you're done in a bathroom, you close the lid of the toilet. I think that yeah, only happens. I'm a closed if you, lid man myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a certain logic to it, but I think that's more of a like you were beaten down by your mother's berations when you were. Now, now hold on. Puke just <laughs> proudly proclaimed that he's a closed lid man, and while that is true, yeah. I have lifted this it's closed lid, lid to problems to reveal some severe issues, some of the worst issues I've ever experienced with toilets in my entire life. <laughs> From the closed lid man here. Yeah. If I had left the lid open, I would have realized after I washed my hands. Oh. I forgot to flush. It didn't go, or it didn't go. Yeah, it didn't go. In this case, it didn't go. I don't know. So I like, you know, I like a closed toilet, and it's like if there's a toilet lid that I can close and be in charge of, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah. That's it. That's all there is Everybody to it. Everybody wants their own bathroom. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, since we're giving advice on this show, here's the, <laughs> the fundamentals of the toilet lid closer as I understand them. If you're taking a poop, you always close the lid because when you flush the gurgling action of the water and the spinning and the flushing spits up little particles, including poop. That's how you get poop poop on your toothbrush. That's how you get poop in your beef. If your beef is in the bathroom with you, you get a poop brush, poop beef. So, um, if you're, if you're not pooping, you don't need to close the lid, but to Brett's point, there is an argument to be made for just close the lid every time. Because whether you're with a woman or whether you're pooping, just if you make a habit of always closing the lid, the lid is always closed. Now, uh, the other thing I like about a closed lid, okay. which is part of why I don't have them closed here, <laughs> I need a nice, heavy lid because every toilet lid should also be a seat. This is yes. not the case. Oh, yeah. yeah but you, it you, is a problem. Cheaping out on that toilet lid is a no-go. And I'll tell you, I bought a house in 2019. 
This house has a lot of great things about it. The best thing about this house is both the toilets in this house have soft close lids. So there is no problem just flicking the top of the lid and it softly closes down. Mm -hmm. It doesn't slam. Mm -hmm. It doesn't scare you. It doesn't wake up your lady. It doesn't do anything. You don't pinch your dick in there. Nothing. (laughs) It's the perfect thing. That's the greatest thing about these houses. And I went to myself, any house I buy from here on out that I'm going to live in, soft closed lids, no matter what. I even had, had a guest break the toilet lid because they dropped something heavy on it and they told me and they're like do you want us to pay you or we can replace it since we're here for like another week and i said well if it's not a problem feel free to replace it i just ask that you get a soft closed lid my thing is see the reason why i wanted to bring this up is i knew you had a method i knew there was a reason Mm. but for me it's like there's the world and then there's toilet world right (laughs) and the toilet lid is the doorway right so I want, I want the door closed between world and toilet world. I want to be, to your earlier point, I want to be open to experiences. I want to <laughs> have a world of possibilities. I don't think you should be open to experiences. You ne- hey, you never know when you're going to walk into a bathroom, you forgot to flush, and you realized... You I never cancer. forget to flush. Sometimes, you never know when you're going to walk into a bathroom where you didn't flush all the way, and suddenly you realize you have cancer. What? <laughs> How? Yeah. Um, there's something explain. wrong with the poop, and then that triggers you to get worried, and that worry leads you to a doctor, and that doctor leads to a biopsy, and that no, biopsy see, leads me, to a cancer. Cancer wrong with the poop, was never diagnosed by looking in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. So I say, let's just close the lid. <laughs> and if there's so if there's something wrong with the poop, my reaction is not, I wonder if I have cancer. My reaction is, let's get rid of this before anybody else sees this poop problem. Yeah. Well, this, this is, is <laughs> this is one reason why you might. Be more likely to get cancer. How can your cancer tell you you have poop? Out tell you have cancer? <laughs> there's something wrong with it. I don't know. It's red. That doesn't mean or you it's have got cancer. Pustu- pustules. Anything that there is, anything that you see in the toilet could be a number of things. When you're worried about your poop and its quality, okay. One of the options on the potential problems table is absolutely cancer. Absolutely. You always got to leave cancer on the table. You did, and I just want to <laughs> say, if anyone is just kind of listening for the purpose of getting some medical advice while they're doing other things. You cannot look in the toilet and tell if you have cancer or not. I know what you're doing. What? I don't... Uh, trying to name the show? I'm yeah. not. I think the show is already named. It always happens when you go, wait, <laughs> wait, and then you say something. <laughs> I actually wasn't that time, even though I agree with you that you're right that I do do that. I don't think... Well, listen, they have COVID-sniffing dogs. Not a real thing. Which means they have cancer-sniffing <laughs> well, dogs. Yeah, well, not a real thing. Which I have heard you, of the cancer sniffing dog. Yeah. yeah. So if you poop and you forget to flush and you leave the toilet pool open and the dog goes to the toilet and he alerts. I feel bad for that dog. I wouldn't want to. The dog s- loves it. I would rather the unknowingly have it. cancer than subject the dog to smelling my poop. The dog I don't loves care. it. I don't care what you think. The dog loves. The dog loves it like. No one should cow. be subjected to my poop unless they a, are it's not a person. my greatest it's enemy. A dog. I love dogs. They are not an enemy. Dogs love poop. Therefore, Andrew loves poop. I don't think so. A plus B equals C. It's simple math. The problem with the soft closed lids is that uh, when you go somewhere that doesn't have them, you yeah, you, you think end up the, just oh, I know. slamming it down. You get used to it. Yeah, and then you end up slamming lids. Yeah, an accident. I've done that, and I didn't even know what a soft closed lid was. Wow, you have not lived. It's really nice. 
Like there's soft closed cabinets and that's cool and everything, but soft closed toilet bowl lids because you're not like opening cabinets all willy nilly at three in the morning when you're half asleep. You're opening and closing yeah. toilet lids. Yeah. All right. Toilet world. It's not a good place. Oh my God. I was in toilet world today. I almost sent a picture for the show. So, um, I'm in, I guess, kind of Wilkinsburg, that area. In That's Pittsburgh. toilet world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, more specifically, go to this place called Construction Function. Oh! Wow. My first dining room table was built from there. Okay. I bought so much stuff from there. I bought countertops from there that used to be a bowling alley. And now, are there multiple ones or is there just that one? Just that one. Okay. I am going in there and having a shopping spree eventually. Mm-hmm. I could for, for like $300, you should have seen all the shit I could have gotten. It all would have needed work, but I like that. So Gabriella uh, Gabriel and I go in there today, and there is a the longest row of toilets. Oh, yeah. And these are old Pittsburgh toilets. So they've been pulled out of these bathrooms that were like pink and mm. baby blue. Yeah. And more like, yellow. More like Schittsburg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one that was like really big, really? like a, big, a bigger than normal toilet. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like you could really relax on it. Wow. Which is a, a toilet for men? Uh, for for bigger people, maybe? It looked really sturdy. Oh. Well, uh, so my house had, I think, brand new... Uh, well, it had one brand new toilet. And uh, Larry, friend of the show, and us, uh, friend, just I guess just friend, <laughs> he once commented, how many liters of poop can that toilet hold? Because it had a, an expansive bowl. Yeah, a long bowl. Yeah. Long bowl, Larry. Deep, deep. Uh, you were not touching the water in that bowl. And it was delightful. And it was also a, a, a proper height for a man who's six foot two. Oh, yeah. You ever sit on a toilet that's too low? I, right now in this Airbnb, you know, it's like uh, living in my grandmother's house. And uh, the toilet is designed for children. Let me tell you. It's not, think, not modern. Uh, as we're talking about properly sized toilets, I'm thinking about the third world. And I'm thinking... Puke, this is good practice for you, for where we're about to go. And I bet we're, we're going to have to squat. I'm almost guaranteeing. I bet everyone there is real small, too. Um, yeah. No, they're real fat. But they're also probably real short. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they live near the equator. They've never had a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not going to have to squat anywhere because we're not going to be anywhere. There's nowhere we're going to go where we're going to have to poop, and there's not going to be a good toilet to use. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the, I think the squatting. His dad knew to... toilets. Was your dad a toilet man? He like, was a man. Does South America do the squat for... toilet? That's a that's an Asian thing. Yeah, this is an Indian thing. Middle Eastern. Yeah, we can, th- you're I mean, you're just mixing up your browns. The brown on the toilet, <laughs> the brown of their skin. If it's brown, flush it down. Mm-hmm. One time, I wrote a letter to my dad asking him if we could put a brick in our toilet to conserve water. <laughs> what? Yeah, you could put a jug of water. Yeah. In the water. Yeah, but you have to put it in the tank, not yeah. not just the... I didn't realize that when I wrote the Oh, letter. nice. <laughs> so you were just pooping on a brick. I thought that's how and it worked. And that's where the term shit better. brick came from. <laughs> Shitting on bricks. <sighs> well, we could go to break, but I feel like we should get in one more little thing before we do. All right. I don't know. What do you think, Puke? What do you got, Puke? What do you, what do you what think? Do you? I, I did uh, finally make it to Death Valley. Nice! Uh, you can see behind me, which if it, I'm, I'm making gestures, but this the screen yeah, this looks is frozen. Fake. 
<laughs> Looks like he so took image, Mars and Montana and put it together. It's called California, baby. Once you get outside of the shithole cities, it's it's a fucking hell of a place. This isn't technically Death Valley. This is what they call Alabama Hills. And it is just giant piles of fucking crazy rocks. And uh, I did some hike in there and some picture taken. And it was hot as fuck. Not that hot. It was probably in the upper 80s. And then I went to Death Valley proper, which is like an hour and a half away. And... Oh my God! It is a fucking no wonder they call it Death Valley. Why? It was because, like, you would fucking die if you had to walk across. That <laughs> oh, shit. I get and it. I'm sure a lot of people did. <laughs> um, uh, hey, it's like it's just di- nothing but rocks. Puke. Those, almost no plants. Sorry, uh, those mountains behind you are those the mountains you can see from L.A. Those white caps. Uh, I don't know if they are. That's the Sierras. Yeah, you can. I think you can see that from L.A. You can't see them from downtown L.A. Well, not you from would be downtown able to see where it's all the hills smoggy. Of LA. Yeah, like you can see them from Hollywood and Beverly Hills for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's the the southern tip of the Sierras. Um, but Death Valley is like I only saw a little bit of it. It's a huge fucking place, and it is just desolate as all hell. Um, and this weekend was a rather mild day, but it was still in like the 90s when I got down into the, 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 the valley proper and I went hiking into some sand dunes. Sand dunes are goddamn hard to walk on. Um, <laughs> if, if you've never had the opportunity, it's quite a If you quite do it again, thing. set up your camera and make a, just a 15 <laughs> second video of you doing yeah, it. Yeah, just like walk a few hundred yards away from your camera and just walk yeah. across the frame. Oh, Damn it. Well, now I have reason to go back, I guess. Yeah, you should. But uh, <laughs> Should I go to Death Valley? Is this somewhere you suggest that I go? I mean, it's good to see like once, I guess. But Jesus, it is a lot of boring ass driving. I did oh. nine hours of driving. Ugh. And most of it was, uh, I don't know how I didn't fall asleep and die. <laughs> oh, shit. Because it's just so straight. Did you, did you just go as fast as you could? No, I, I was doing like 80. Oh, what in the fuck? 65 zones. Oh, what the fuck? What kind of car? Yeah, car are you driving? Malibu. A Chevy, a Chevy uh, Modesto. A rental. Nice. Um, Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get fucking pulled over and get a ticket in my rental. How are you going to get pulled over when it's flat and straight and you can see everything forever? Uh, I did see one cop on my trip. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I probably... You can't see the airplanes that they're tracking you with, though. I don't care. They have airplanes. They I don't care planes. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it is just that fly out of the I don't go- care port. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a gorgeous uh, place to see if you know if you've never seen that kind of desert. It reminded me of Afghanistan in places where it's just like just literally nothing but you know rocks and dirt. Um, but uh, the, these sand dunes were very impressive. They're called the Mesquite Flats. I'll have pictures someday edited. But they're dunes. And, uh, Why are they called flat? I don't know. It's well. It's the sand dunes are in a big flat part of the valley, I guess. Mm. You know, and then there, it's surrounded by mountains. Um, and I saw a, a fucking amazing sunset, which I hopefully captured properly with my camera. Uh, I got my boots filled with sand, and I sweated a lot. <laughs> so, oh, and I'm sunburned, which you probably can't really tell on the camera. No, I can't really tell. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's it's worth a trip if you if you uh, you know I was just there for one day, but it would be pretty cool. I would say in February. Not I don't know how people could go out here in the summertime. 
because you would just die. I want to try I mean, it. It was it was fairly mild, and I nearly died. I probably drank like three or four or five bottles of water, and I wasn't exerting myself that much in the you know the full sunlight. Man, I feel like if I'm going to do it, I want to do it in like July. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't, but I do. <laughs> there were signs that said "Turn off your air conditioner so your car doesn't overheat," and it was like. You know, that, that part of the road was, it was like in the 70s going up over the mountains into the valley. So it, it wasn't necessary. But I mean, it's, it's goddamn hot. It's a hot place. Neat. And uh, oh, I tried so to, I tried to capture a lizard, but I was unsuccessful. They is, are fast. Does anybody else find this neat? Oh, yeah. This is wonderful. I think it's it'd be really great. neat. Alabama Hills, I think, was more impressive than the, the uh, Death Valley part. Because one, I never really heard about it until just recently watching, you know, landscape photography YouTube channels. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I got to go see it. And it was an hour outside of Death Valley. So um, I was able to do it. How do you learn about what lizards it's safe to chase? (laughs) Uh, If they're small, then who cares? I'm fine. Still, I don't know. Isn't there any kind of, are are they like really bright? I think those are the poisonous ones. I don't believe that America has any bright lizards. These are all just brown, and they they uh, sit on rocks. Oh, they're probably they too tired nothing. to poison anyone, too, mm. with the heat. You know, have you ever yeah. seen lizards? It's rattlesnakes you want to watch out for. Lizards? Are they there? I'm sure they are. <laughs> I was terrified stepping over all of these rocks and bushes that I would uh, get, get bitten, but I haven't yet. Lizards, I don't think, uh, fuck with people. Like, I don't think they're a threat to people. No, in the U.S., there's no there's no, like... Like Gia monsters or uh, alligators. Those are a lizard. But they don't even fuck with people, really. Alligators. They have eaten children. Yeah, sure. I'm sure you could find (laughs) a story. That counts as fucking with. You could find a story (laughs) about every animal eating somebody. Probably. You can find a story about a sloth eating somebody. (laughs) I'm going to look for that story. I was looking for a video of snakes chasing people or chasing animals uh, that I thought would be cool. but. But for the most part, lizards, I don't think they're a problem. Like... Hmm. I started seeing a woman and she has a bearded dragon. It is a really cool looking animal, but it doesn't do shit. Like yeah. I watched her it give sits it, and, and tries to get warm. It doesn't even drink its own water. I watched her give it water. She has a spray bottle and she has to spray it in the mouth because it's so <laughs> dumb. It's too dumb to drink its own water. It's like she, a pug. She sprays it in the mouth and then eventually it just starts opening its lip for like a split yeah. second. So it opens its lip and she has to spray it in the mouth. And then it closes. And then it opens and she sprays. It's like the pug of the reptile just putting world. it in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think, you know, seeing the Death Valley, I might try and go one more time. How far is it? Um, four and a half hours. Ah, jeez. That's a long <laughs> drive. I, I bet there's a lot of cool places that are less than that. Yeah. Did I mention the part where I drove for nine hours in one day? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty that. beat yeah. today. I got back at, I left at like eight o'clock yesterday and got back at midnight. Well, you know, on the flip side of this, did you look at what Nicaragua is like? Have you seen these volcanoes and jungles and shit? Yeah. Save your film. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't looked into the, uh, landscape of nicaragua i should the whole country like where we're going is this little strip of land between lake nicaragua and the yeah. pacific ocean yeah. and uh everything is just a volcano oh maybe it'll blow up like that one yep. in wherever 
There was a volcano that blew up recently somewhere in the planet. I saw. So let's take a break. When we yeah. come back, um, I got a More lot of sh- poop talk. I got, no, I got a lot of notes. Um, the one that I think we could get into the most would be such fags. Oh. Um. Hmm. But yeah, that's gonna get us canceled. Yeah. Nobody cares about <laughs> fags anymore. Yeah, no, that's right. It's all trans all day. They're part of the oppressor class now. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, let's. I mean, are they white? Uh, there's more. Still questions. part of the oppressor class because yep. they are male. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. we can now say that again. <laughs> bye, bye. Not even your dinner. I'm gonna eat more after this. Shocking, because you always eat after the show. I do, and sometimes I like to have just a little snack. Today was a, kind of a weird day for food. Got something called bread cheese. Whoa. Uh, what? It's called bread cheese. It's just a kind of cheese, and you can, like, cook it. Bought it at the co-op. Weird. The East End Co-op. You know about that place? Did you have to wait in line? Yeah. <sighs> People were waiting in line with masks. Oh. I said, I'll do one or the other. So <laughs> it was important for the love of my life to go in there today, and I wanted to be there with her. This is a great segue, by the way. Go ahead. Do I want to be around people who will stand in a line for food? No. I find them to be dangerous people. But, generally speaking. But, I was very excited to go in the East End Co-op and see all the things that they had to pick out a snack for myself, to get something savory, so we could go back to her house and eat it, and then have something sweet, which was my homemade ice cream. So, I went to the East End Co-op. I wear, she assured me, she said, the line will move quickly. I know how you feel. <laughs> we're the only two people in a line without a mask on. We're the only two people in the line talking like human beings. To other people? Mm, no, to each other. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Mm. Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> uh, you know what I saw today is the CDC said that... Uh, you don't have to like disinfect everything with Lysol now. There's basically no evidence whatsoever that COVID's being transmitted by like stuff. Oh, let Airbnb know that. Mm. Yeah, well, no, no, co- no corporations or companies will ever listen to the CDC. They'll wait until it's like fucking 2030 before they get rid of their nonsense. Like my work requires us to spray our shoes with alcohol. <laughs> God. Just use water. Didn't I, didn't I And then like it? five no. months from now, go like, I've just been using water this whole time. No, no, no. You come in the front door and they have the bottle there. You spray your shoes with the alcohol and then you take your temperature with the, the, the fucking thermometer that barely works. I go into schools. I don't have to do any of this shit. Yeah. Corporations are very silly. I brought Alex into a school. I, I th- was thinking a lot of this today has to just be legal shit. Like, they're just yeah, like, yeah. oh, God, we don't want to get sued. Yeah. We have to make it look like we're doing all this stupid, dumb yeah. fucking shit. Um, you should say, I want to bring my own spray in, and um, you only want your temperature taken anally. <laughs> yeah, you should say you don't trust their methods. It's the only safe way. Mm. Yeah, why not? Why can't you do that? Because uh, they'd probably say you're fired. I don't think they would. No, because they're discriminating against you. There's no way you. they can fire you for that. Yeah. They're discriminating Ooh, against you. Down. Be like, I have a phobia. You can say anything is wrong with you today. But, but what they don't know is you spelled phobia, F-A-U-X-B-I-A. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I prompted some topic that you wanted to get into, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Um, my topic that says such fags. Oh, okay. Great. What? <laughs> Hold on. I also have oh. been, I want to say that this is a comedy show where we complain about things. I have made some serious efforts to confront some of my um, negative attitudes about things outside of my sphere of control this week. Mm. All right. Are you, are you being a fag? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but whatever. Nobody likes fags anymore, Brett. Close the lid. Stop it. That doesn't help. So, <laughs> what was your what was your confrontation? I didn't have a confrontation. You just said I tried to confront. No, I try to confront in myself. Yeah. Like I am. Last Sunday was Easter. I'm in a beautiful neighborhood with a beautiful woman having a beautiful time, and I feel like I'm pointing beautiful. out the things that are bothering me. Oh, okay. Like, see that sign? Those yeah. people are cunts. See that mirror? Oh, shit. Yeah, the mirror. The, the mirror. mirror is what started it. Yeah. So. I don't want to. I want to be present. But if you look in that mirror I want and you to be, point out a cunt, what are you really pointing at? I want to be, uh, uh, you know, grateful. And I want to be like in the moment. I want to be to stand there and go, smell the spring. See the sights and not be focusing on things that people that like I cannot change these people. Yeah, I, I had the, a very similar experience. I was in traffic and yeah. in front of me was a man covered in sleeve tattoos, wearing a wife beater and a backwards baseball hat and sunglasses, blasting butt rock out of his three-wheeled motorcycle. Yeah. And this man was late 30s, early 40s. Motorcycle stereo systems and butt rock, it's almost like you don't have a choice. Right. And I couldn't help but just start degrading this guy. Right. And saying all these awful things. And I felt bad for being so negative, but I didn't know how to be positive, so I just said, Something I didn't believe in whatsoever. And I went, I'm sure he's great. Were you alone? No. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Now, I, I was with a woman. I I'm trying to not be an asshole. To the woman, I said, the woman who you know, I said, maybe what I'm trying to do, just to be kind of forgiving to myself in this situation, I want you to know me better. So I want you to understand my worldview, my way of seeing things. And maybe when I see stimuli, in my environment that gives me an opportunity to tell you a little bit more about how I think and feel about things, I take that. But maybe I should just try to monitor how much negativity comes with that information of this is me. This is how I think. Yeah. Because when it, when, you know, but it's, it's, it's a, it's an escape path. It's an escape path to, to criticize things and feel good about it by being the critic to make yourself feel superior. Yeah. Yeah, and are we superior? I mean, to these people, sure. Yeah. But do we need to be talking about it all the time? No. Only on the show. It, 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 it cheapens us and lowers us. Right, to their level. Yeah, which we don't want. Right. So we shouldn't talk mm. about it. Right. Well, on the show we should because that's where the only place where we can, really. But this isn't what I'm getting at. Okay. Um, what I'm getting at is you're, you're extremely guilty of this, and I'm guilty of it, too. And I don't know a way around it, and I don't know that I want to change. But, you know, I've been... Dating on and off for years at this point, right? Yeah. Right. And it, it's easy to be excited at first, but for the most part, within the first couple of dates, I, I tend to be like, eh, whatever. Like, they're great for somebody else. Is this uh, okay? What's the correlation between this feeling of, uh, and jizz? What's the, what's the relationship? Almost unrelated, believe it or not. So, like, because there's always jizz. 
Mm-hmm. How There's many, always jizz. How soon? How soon does the jizz usually come into the picture? Anywhere from uh, the second date to the sixth date. Second date. Yeah. The situation that you're more looking often for, than not the second or third. Second or third jizz. Yeah. Um, the situation that you're looking for is you jizz, and instead of like that past experience that we talked about in that terrible show, this is sex, and I'm going to jizz. Um, you don't go oh. All that for this? Right. You go, huh, I wonder if I have more jizz. Right. That's what you want. No excitement has been diminished. Even though you've given away all your power. You've given away all your power, and you say it's time to rebuild and jizz again. (laughs) You want to give your power up again. It's It's like you're a Jesus Christ of jizz. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I said this before. Jesus. Yep. In that show. Probably. Loving Jesus versus loving Jesus. Oh, yeah. And is there a correlation between the two? So this is the situation that you want. But if you are with a woman and you jizz and you go, well, what the fuck did I just do? Then that's telling. Mm -hmm. You should probably move on. And you'll know from the very first jizz, like all that for this, then you move on. Here's the problem that I'm trying to solve with something like this situation recently. How do you know if that feeling of uh, that lack of excitement after the jizz is you or her? Because you run into the, what if you run into this problem like Andrew was describing earlier, where you're just constantly chasing more and more. What, how, what ways can I jizz more and more? It's not a problem I'm having. It's a problem I think people fall into and I think they're wrong. You were describing the problem. And so this is where I have been uh, doing some self-work recently, which is, yeah, how do you how do you tell that difference? You you two seem very confident in there there's a very clear expectation. If I jizz and I am not excited to continue to jizz with this person, that is a sign that I take with absolute certainty that this is not going to continue. Right. Are you excited wonder, for the second jizz? But I wonder like what if I'm just not excited for a second jizz with anybody? Mm, that I've been is wondering also a thing. that too. I've been there. And that's a thing I've been where wondering I need to that very recently. Attitude. I need to just strike. Attitude. You're out. I've been there. Oh, yeah. This is the plate spinning, right? Spinning plates. Now, maybe you come back at some point in the future. Like that over time, you move on to other things and your interest in jizzing with that person like kind of reinvigorates. Like it almost becomes new again. I tried spinning a plate of jizz once and it didn't work. (laughs) Well, we know that you use a bowl. You can yeah, glaze a, a plate. To... Right. So, um, but I don't think that's really polite. And that's not what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's easy to talk about that. It's a very hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing you to can't force it. juggle. And it's not fair to just be jizzing all over different people's bodies and houses. It's not fair? <laughs> no, it's not fair to them. Would it? Yeah. Uh, it's not even fair to yourself. Because... Maybe. Here's the thing. Not only do you look for when it's right, you look forward to the second jizz, but you look forward to the non-jizzing too. Exactly. And then also you turn into such a fag. Wait, who turns into a fag? You. Me? Me. <laughs> yeah, you kind of do. Oh, you kind of do. And it's okay though. I you think. just said it earlier. You said, I was with the love of my life in this line. Yeah. And I just thought, what a fag. Wow. Yeah. What a fag. I just missed I'll it because I'm used to it. I'll own it. Right. And now, you're happy about it. So her and you're I... You're happy to be a fag. We're and watching, I'm happy to be a fag, too. 
We found this thing. You won't believe what I've been doing. We yeah, same. But I love it. <laughs> and I've even said like I'm so gay for this woman. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine <laughs> with it. Today we're watching TV, right? We're watching YouTube, and we're trying to find weird shit on YouTube. We come across ASMR. Oh right? geez. Yes. Yes. Now there is a man. ASMR yes. videos. So there is this guy. I'm gonna need a lot more game. He's talking into the mic. Now, he's trying to be real handsome and real cute. And what he's pretending that he's doing is he's like stroking a woman's hair. And it was something like boyfriend simulator. And he's like, you're so beautiful even when you just wake up. I want to give you a little kiss. I want to kiss you here. And then he makes like doughy eyes at, at the camera. It's him. It's not just ASMR. This dude is performing being a fake boyfriend. And I go, what a fag. And then I immediately say to her, wait a minute. Is that me? And I'm fine with it. You know what? I'm fucking fine with it. (laughs) Yeah, I want to know what the guy's OnlyFans is. Where is it? Can we find it? Now, I forget what his name was. His name was like Ricky or something. And... Uh, he was trying to be real sweet and cute. And I don't know. It's not. So here's the thing. That's not natural. To pretend that you're some... You, there were three million views on this video of this dude pretending to be the viewer's boyfriend. Which mm. I found actually like... I just find it... That kind of breaks my heart. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It's very... It makes me really sad actually. And I, I sat there... This is the female version of the dude with a sex doll. Yeah. And mm. I was just like almost silent trying to figure out like, okay, I don't like this guy. I don't like his little faces. Well, it's not for you. You're I don't like the target his, audience. That's it. That's probably part of it. And I'm sitting there making eye contact with him and he's pretending to kiss me. And I'm like, get out of here, buddy. There are 500,000 lonely women who have really enjoyed that video. Three million. 500,000. Who have en- really enjoyed it six times. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever met a lonely woman? She will watch the same video at least six times. So I feel bad. And then I don't know. I just had to sit there with it and try to figure out what, how it was affecting me. But what I do, here's the fucking difference. Do you feel bad because what you, do you have a feeling that what you're doing is fake? No, because it is perfectly natural. Perfectly. Now, am I intentional? Like, am I thoughtful? Yes, but so much of this is also just perfectly natural. What are you guys doing with your hands? Why are you doing that? <laughs> it's perfectly natural. <laughs> what does that mean? I was you just tell us. You're talking about being perfectly, perfectly natural. But you're doing some kind of dance. I'm stretching, and I, it's this is the dance version of ASMR. I'm just moving my arms. It's called YMCA. Around, moving my arms around, letting them feel the space inside of me, searching. Searching for that deep but relaxation. Hello? Wait. Uh, uh, the kind no. of relaxation you only get I from a loving, loving boyfriend. Then you ate them out at the end? <laughs> so I didn't uh, get that far. He was just kind of like smooching around the neck. Does he have sex with them? No. I didn't. Maybe. On his Maybe only that's fans, the OnlyFans. He, he does on the OnlyFans. He's just sitting there humping the camera. Like you just see his head going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh. My point is, how do you 
where is the line between like, yeah, this feels nice and natural and it feels good to be a fag um, versus, okay, this is too much. Because you go too far. I've watched you go too far. I go too far. Well, maybe you're overthinking it. I don't think so. Because I don't regret being a fag. Even like, so, oh, okay. <laughs> Please write that down. It's the title of the show. <laughs> I don't regret being, being a, a, a F fag. A G. Okay. Because um, here's the thing. In 2021 here, I had... Uh, one relationship that lasted like a month. And I was very excited about it. And mm-hmm. I was real faggy about it too. Yeah. And when it ended, I didn't feel bad for being faggy. No. I mean, you gave somebody else the gift of your fagginess, which yep. is not something that I'm just giving away. Right. Well, the, but right. So I don't give that. I don't, I don't be faggy for everybody. Right. Because being faggy is a little bit giving your power away. You're like, hey. It's like emotionally jizzing. Uh, yes. Um, but since then, I found another person who seems to be far better. Yep. And I'm being real faggy about it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if I weren't me, I would hate me so much. Mm. That's mm. what I keep thinking. Well, okay. So here's the line. You don't want to be a simp. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so What's a simp? Yeah. For the listening audience? Describe simp. A guy who's just all like, like who has no boundaries, who's not quite a yogurt boy, but um, just gives gives in. Doesn't have standards. Doesn't d- d- like dodes on a woman oh, in so a non-self-respecting way. Does not assert. Here's the thing. Does not assert himself. Does not clarify what his needs are. Right. Does not deal with the relationship like it's a two-way street. I want to slam this pen down so hard right now. I want to break it right from the get go. Okay. So I, this is how unsimp I am. Uh, right from the get go. I lay down like, Hey, uh, first off, if my friends don't like you, you're out. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. It yeah. is a thing. Yeah. I don't want to get involved with a thing that, that, that doesn't work. Uh, secondly, like here are some deal breakers right from the get go. Just fucking put it out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So that kind of preempts the simping. Okay, yeah. A lot of it is, uh, I think, uh, accomplished elsewhere, um, certain rooms. So here's a, uh, on that. The bathroom? Uh, it could be. The toilet seat gets put down. <laughs> this relationship is over. Unless it's the soft clothes. This is, so here's um here's one of these lines that I'm curious to hear your both your takes on it. I think Brett's going to be more defensive about it than Andrew. To me, the like the the low carb thing, like that should be one of those lines. And look, let's not be Nazis about it. Okay. To use a turn of phrase, let's not be Nazis about it. When you're at a wedding, eat a goddamn piece of cake because if that piece of cake is what's going to break your resolve and being a healthy person, you got some issues, buddy. You got to fix those. Oh. When you're going out onto the town and you're having a good time with a woman, Hey, you know what? You let her know. I eat low carb. Means I'm going to be a pain in the dick when we go to most restaurants. Yep. And then every once in a while you say, you know what, honey? I'll eat this pizza. Sweetie. Yeah. We'll have a slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. Why would I be defensive about that? That's exactly what I do. 
I feel like you've been eating a lot of carbs. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. since, ever since you met Based Gabriella, you told you just, me. You're, you you're just shoveling you're pasta, pasta and carbs. Because this is a fucking show. Bread, butter, butter, butter bread, sh- cheese, bread, no. bread, cheese. You're, you've gone so far as to find bread that is cheese and eating that. We should just t- change your name to bread. People are making a lot of assumptions <laughs> with too little information. The cheese is cheese. It's just fucking cheese. Okay? It's called bread cheese. There's no bread in it. Now, did I eat bread at a fucking Italian restaurant like when in Rome? Yeah, I did. And did I have a tiny little bit of pasta? Yeah, I did. Tiny so, little bit. I'm not even giving you shit for that. I'm, but so what does that add up to? No, I mean, let's really I just, get into it because I, I get what you're saying. It seems like you've been going to Rome a lot is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Seems like Rome is a place you could visit once, Do twice I look in any a lifetime. Different? I don't think you do. No. But I don't have the same body issues with you that you have with you. What, tell me about my body issues. The issues where you're like, I think I'm getting fat, and you're sitting here at like 12% body fat instead of 11.5. Because when you're 12% body fat and you gain a pound, you think you're getting fat because your body looks different. Only if you're fucking insane. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, but do I really say I think I'm getting fat? Yes. Do yeah, I? you say it a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I don't say I think I'm gaining weight. Maybe. Nope. I think oh, I'm getting fat. So this is the turn. This is where, this is what this conversation is really about. It's an intervention. Yes. Oh. You're not fat Ooh. and you're eating too much pasta. You're I'm going not... to Rome too many times for one lifetime. This right. really wasn't even my point. But, but here's, a, you, okay, I appreciate your concern. Here's how I'll push back and uh, I'm, I'm open to more feedback. I am telling myself a bit of a story. Mm. That it is okay to carb up on the weekends. Now, this has all happened, I would say, over the last month. Over the last month, I am finding my appetite is like twice what it normally is. I cannot stop being hungry. I cannot stop eating. I don't have a tapeworm, as far as I know, because I think it comes out your butt at night. <laughs> this is uh, this is no different than any other time in history. You just made a statement. I'm always hungry. Yeah. History would show that that is true. But I'm wanting like to I I'm wanting more food now. Like I'm I'm eating more and I'm okay. Look. Ah, I'm not going into detail about everything. But when I am down there on the weekend, I also like I want to live, you know? I don't want to I don't want to say no to certain experiences. Oh, I get it. This is what I'm getting. This is what I'm getting at. Far outside of food. Food has almost no relevance to this discussion for me. The principles of this discussion, the principles of this topic, food is not even part of this. Here's food, another thing. There's a principle in the food, though. One now, more thing. That I'm getting at on to get at your these, thing that you're getting at. On any of these experiences, I don't think I went over 100 grams of carbs in any of these. Which is still pretty low carb compared to the average American. Compared but to the standard American diet. we should compare ourselves to the average American. We already went over this. Right. right. So what here this? I yeah, I'm, I'm working out very hard. I'm active mm-hmm. five days a week. I'm active when I'm down there with another person. Get it? You're, you're Who, jizzing five days a week, and that's the, part of the I issue. I am not. I am not. I'm active being physical, saving that, not using that. And when I'm down there, we're doing activities together. We're both very fit. And you know what? Like, we're going to have a little Sometimes jizz comes out. We're going to have a little carbs. So what? On the weekend, I'm going to try having a little carbs. I think that's a great... It's your cheat day. I think it's a great mindset. 
I personally, this is some projection. Today, we're, we're getting into oh, it. I made low carb ice cream when I could have just gone, well, fuck it. I'm a fag. Blue I'm going to just have Ben and Jerry's. Wow. Because I'm a fag. The but Jimmy I Fallon didn't. kind. But I took my magic bullet blender. I asked her to have an ice cube tray ready of ice. I made us both a delicious ice cream that per serving probably has four or five grams of carbs for a delicious bowl of ice cream. I'm eating more of it tonight. Did probably. you bring the chocolate chips down? I did. And my new almond butter, which really made it nice. It's better than the old almond butter. It's better. It's more. It's, it's, it's more uh, gritty. The grit makes the texture of the ice cream better. Hmm. So, all right, you say now you say you're projecting. Yeah, I'm projecting because I have noticed in myself that when I get too into things, and most of the time this is not a woman, I I start letting slip the standards that I have in other places. He and means I get, it's a dude. There's some of that. There are some slippage of standards. If I am in my own zone, I'm not dating men or women or goats or whatever, have it. Um, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of uh, jizz being maintained or used or, or mental focus that can be put into things like getting to the gym three days a week, eating 1,300 calories a day, uh, spending all this time on work. And then when a woman comes into your life, naturally, there are some things that happen, some priorities shift, some energy gets redirected, and all this energy you had to maintain these certain standards, these certain habits, these certain ways of being gets redirected. Things kind of slip at the edges. That's perfectly fine. But there's a certain point where it's like, if you stop going to the gym, you stop eating healthy, you stop being productive at work, now all of your attention and all of your hope for a better future is put into this one thing. And if that thing goes away, you've lost everything. Instead of, no, I've still been going to the gym and putting on like weight on the rack, so I'm getting stronger, I'm still losing fat. Um, when you have a bunch of things going for you, the girl thing, the woman thing, the guy thing, the goat thing, it, it, there's some safety there and there's some diversification in your enjoyment of life. I think that, yeah, no matter what you do, you always have to remember that, you know, I'm on, I'm moving forward no matter what. I have my own things that I care about. I'm my own person. Yeah, you yeah, just go, I'm going to the gym with Brett. If you'd like to come, you can come. Otherwise, you can stay here and watch TV or take a nap or whatever. But see ya. Who's that? Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. The other day, we went to the gym. She took a nap. Mm -hmm. So to Andrew's point that he was trying to make a long time ago, it wasn't. it's not about the food. It's about the looking, being aware of the trade-offs you're making. Knowing, hey, look, we go down on the weekends. I'm going to have a bit of pasta. We're in fucking Bloomfield. It's yeah. going to happen. It's yeah. Italy. And I'm okay with that because it's an enjoyment of life thing. I have uh, built up these habits of being healthy so that I can have some pasta and not be a fat fuck. But also being aware that like, hey, I this is a shifting of my standards that's in relationship to this woman. And I need to be careful to not just change who I am, not because she asked me to or she's manipulative, but yeah, just but, but, because I'm falling into this thing of being too much of a simp, being too much right. of a fag. But principles... Versus reality become blurred. Versus dick, yeah. Like, That's what I was saying about getting tricked in the dick pics. I have a principle, don't send dick pics. And then you start being a simp, and then you start being a fag, and you think it's a good idea to send dick pics. So, okay, let's, let's lay out some thoughts and or actions and or things we've said that may or may not be, they're definitely faggy, but have they crossed some sort of line? Like, I went, sure, I'll watch Crazy Stupid Love. And then I started watching Crazy Stupid Love, and it wasn't awful. 
Was it really not awful? Was it awful? I don't think it was awful. It was less awful. It was objectively less awful. If Crazy Stupid Love is 100 on the awful scale, the there's fact no way that it's 100 on the awful scale. What is it? What is I, I found it quite pick, enjoyable, pick actually. Pick an arbitrary number. It's 100 on the awful scale until... Ryan Gosling is not that objectionable. At 98 on the awful scale until the person you're with, their enjoyment of Crazy Stupid Love... Right, so this is some what points, I'm getting some at. Some buffer points. That person's enjoyment gives you about 30 buffer points of not awfulness. So now, Crazy Stupid Love with this person you care about who loves Crazy Stupid Love, it's a 68 on the awful scale. The next thing, drag queen bingo. Tringo. Doesn't work. Did you go to that? No, I didn't go to that. I'm not going to that. Jesus Christ, I have principles. Uh, but she went to that and she was super excited about it. Good for her. But I can't say anything positive about it. Yeah, you can. I can say I'm glad you had fun. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But that's the most I can say. And so I clearly have a line I won't cross. I won't go like, yeah, that sounds awesome. It doesn't sound awesome. It sounds awful. It sounds awful, 100 out of 100 on the awful scale, mm-hmm. just like Crazy Stupid Love, until you take some points off of the awful scale for somebody else's enjoyment. But I'm not going to fake that I'm enjoying it. Never. If I were to go to that. However, there are things that I will enjoy that I wouldn't otherwise enjoy. For example, this week I went to a fancy resort. And at this fancy resort, I pulled up and there was a gate shack. At the gate shack, a man took my name. And said, okay, all you have to do is pull up here and they will park your car. And I'm like, they'll park my car? Do they know how to drive a stick? No. What the fuck? How does this even work nowadays with these kids? So I pulled up and uh, the door was open for Mr. Mercer. The door was open for Mrs. Mercer, which was hilarious. Um, And then we go in and I go, oh, I guess I have to tip somebody. So I look at my wallet with all the bills I had. I go, I better get used to this. So 10 bucks to the valet. He goes and parks the car. Then we meet Jeffrey. And at first, I'm like, man, I don't need a fucking bellboy. I could not have been happier with the bellboy. This bellboy grabbed all of our bags. Before I could even get to my trunk, it was empty. All my stuff was on this bellboy cart. And it was being wheeled in. But it wasn't being wheeled in the same door that I'm going in. It was being wheeled in the secret luggage door. Right, And then Jeffrey met us inside, and we asked Jeffrey, how long you been here? He said, a lifetime. And he told us all sorts of things. How old is Jeffrey the bellboy? 60. Wow. Yeah. Told us what we should do. Did he have white clothes? He did. Um, we got complimentary champagne. I got an envelope that said the Mercer family. And obviously, this is not the Mercer family. <laughs> but it still felt kind of nice to have the Mercer family envelope. I went, oh, that's something. And I had things in there for me and for this day. I get to the room. There are fucking slippers and robes. The toilet had a telephone. There was a telephone <laughs> mounted next to the toilet. A toilet phone. Mm-hmm. It was pretty amazing. So would I have found this amazing if I wasn't with this person? Probably not so much. Exactly. This is where, am I being a fag? No. Are you, you know, sure? I think, the, uh, look, we're using this language, am I being a fag? Don't for, apologize for the language. No, but we're doing it for punch on the show no and i'm doing it for accuracy and my thoughts what's hedging you're no because you're oversimplifying you're you're way oversimplifying something that is very complicated so like you know i don't know what's complicated brett well to say to to say am i being a fag 
right, is very judgmental about what you're doing. Right. Okay. So but, what kind what kind of way is what kind of internal dialogue is this? My internal dialogue. So is- so like you're having you're having novel experiences. You're satisfying yourself and another person, and you're connecting and you're growing together. And your synopsis of it is, I'm being a fag. No. Now, my synopsis of this is, if I wasn't me, I would I would dislike me. Or if you were by yourself doing all that stuff, you'd be a fag. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So that's why I'm saying it's more complicated. Okay. And to be fair to me, just to give some more context here, you know, that same night. I was treated to a two hundred plus dollar dinner, mm-hmm. so it's not like I was just, you know, handing out tips to fucking Jeffrey and Car Jeffrey and being a simp. Right? Yeah. Treats. I mean, I was handing out tips, but I, I was playing Larry David for a while. It felt good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you need to feel like you have mutual appreciation and reciprocation, and if you don't, that's not a situation you should be in. How much was the gym beam at this resort? Don't know because I didn't pay for it. I couldn't tell you. I didn't pay the tab. I'm disappointed. But this resort, though, holy moly. Everyone, once every five years, you should fucking go all out and do a resort experience. Like, I almost went for the spa treatment. I've I never been to a spa. I never had a massage. What? What, what? Like, never are you saying massage. what? Like, because I almost did this? You've or? never had a massage. No. Holy not like a, not one I paid for. shit. Well, I've never I know. had one either. What? Why would I pay for a yeah, massage? No. Well, I know we're this doing is why you get a girlfriend. First thing when we land in Nicaragua, we're getting a massage. No. <laughs> From Nicaragua, Nicaragua, known for their massages. Yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, Managua is on the Pacific coast or near, right? I mean, it's near it, but it's a big, ugly city. Yeah. Well, somewhere around there, we'll find an Asian massage parlor. Have you ever thought we'll to yourself, Mexico City? That's where I should go for a massage. No, but I have thought this is like that. Before. I should go to get a massage, and I've done it. And then I've also thought, "Wow, I bet this massage would only be five dollars instead of one hundred and twenty-five dollars if it was in Nicaragua." So we're going to take care of your love of being cheap and your need to have a massage in one go. You know what else I could do with that one hundred twenty-five bucks in Nicaragua? You're not going to pay one hundred twenty-five in Nicaragua. You're going to pay five for <laughs> five-star service. I don't think so. I don't think five-star service exists in a .5-star country. <laughs> Somebody just bought a mansion in Nicaragua with Bitcoin. Okay. It looked like a five-star mansion to me. Okay. Can can we go there? I don't think I have enough Bitcoin to buy a five-star mansion in Nicaragua. Puke might. He's been stacking up, I hear. I'm just getting worried that I'm being overly faggy. Um, I don't what's know. The, I mean, what's your decision criteria? How do, what's your what's your null hypothesis? Well, if I had been like enthusiastic about the drag queen bingo, that would have definitely crossed the line for me. Mm. So what what worries you? Well, Alex, okay. No, I need to get a third party perspective because I can't articulate this properly, but you've witnessed this person and, and myself together mm-hmm. quite a bit. Just on Friday, we had a delightful dinner at a Victorian place called the Kaufman Tavern. Yep. It was fantastic. I love the logo. I had a long discussion with Puke today about the logo. Um, we had a meeting this morning about logos. Nice. Specifically generated from the Kaufman Tavern logo. Um, but we left there, and we went to a child's birthday party. We did. And I had to introduce this person to lots of people she didn't know. Yeah, including a child. Including two children. Mm-hmm. So... Based on your <laughs> witnessing all of this, how faggy have I been being? 
I the, feel like I've been all right. For the most part, I think you're all right. The faggiest thing you did that evening Ooh, I hear this. was when we got back to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were pretty drunk, so I'll give you that. But objectively, when she was in the corner of the kitchen and you were like next to her with a real faggy smile on real close to her, <laughs> that was pretty faggy. Okay. All right. Yeah, I get that. That's Yeah, this is the constant faggy feeling, right? But this is the constant faggy feeling that I feel good about that I'm not going to regret later. I don't think. And I know Brett's experiencing the same shit and he's doing the same exact shit. I haven't seen him I'm corner watching her, it. You haven't seen me what? I haven't seen you corner her and put a real I've faggy seen... smile on your face. Mm. You have been under a table. Together. Together. Twice. Twice. Yeah. That's a little faggy. No. I don't think so. What? Crawling right. around on the floor with your butts up? Smiling and giggling? This is why all these things are contextual. <laughs> if I'm doing that by myself... You have every right to use whatever labels you want for me. Like, look at this man in this fancy restaurant with his butt up on the floor giggling. I mean, only one word comes to mind for that kind of behavior. Starts with an F. But once you bring a woman into it, everything changes, I think. That's what they say about love. No, there's still a line, though. No, I mean, there absolutely is a line, and this is actually something that her and I have talked about a lot, is problems with dudes. And the things, how dudes have no balls. I am, at the same time... um, Speaking very slowly. Yeah. And there are uh, things that I don't want to get into on this show about experiences that I'm having without um, clarity on how to be maximally respectful in talking Mm. about them. What letter do they start with? They start with all letters. There's lots of different things, but um, yeah, I there's there's I I said to Andrew on a discomfort zone, and that was a discomfort zone, which maybe less people listen to than this, but um, I'm not interested in taking away from certain experiences that I'm having by discussing them. Hmm. It's like talking about the experiences, giving your jizz away. Well, it it is um, threatens to make certain experiences less special or less personal. Or less respectful. Right. Like so, I've said many times, I'm not using this for show content. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't, this, this whole thing is not show content for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's... Uh, well, on the flip side, I'm also going to talk about what I'm thinking about in my head and what internal struggles I'm having. That is show content. And that is show content. Yeah. So that's and, what brought me here. And, and the things that you're saying as... Uh, the things you're saying are relatable. But I, uh, in all seriousness, which is not what we do here, which makes some of these things difficult to talk about here because we're not talking about them seriously or respectfully, um, it's, it's, it's not the best picture to paint of something that's actually very complex. I don't think it's that complex, though. I do. Eric says it's none of our business. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of complexity and not complexity, we went to this child's birthday party. Yeah, please. Went to this child's birthday party, and Andrew's got plenty of details to add in, but I will just take a moment to gloat and take a moment to celebrate simplicity. simplicity. I got to stop you. Puke. Yes. Um, So our friend Longface has some children. Correct. And it was the older child's birthday. Uh Ah. What kind of gift do you get for an older child? (sighs) Not an older child, a five-year-old. He's turning five. He turned five. (laughs) What do you get for a five-year-old? Something car-related. And generally uh, has printed on the packaging for 
five and up. <laughs> okay, that's smart. I don't think about things that way. Oh, uh, I think about or a set of knives. Well, okay, now you're on the right track <laughs> because I think whatever I get for this kid is going to affect his parents as much as oh, it might yeah. affect him. Yeah, you like to get gifts that ruin the parent's life. Yes. Yes. This gift was the best one that I, I've ever heard about giving a young child with poor self-discipline. So just before we go to dinner, which is just before we go to the child's birthday party, um, I'll pretend like I'm Brett here. Sweet Elizabeth, uh, I asked her, what should I get for this kid's birthday party? It has to be annoying. She said a harmonica. <laughs> fucking not bad perfect or specifically kazoo? specifically what andrew said was i he said along these lines i like to get something that's going to annoy the parents so something that's very loud makes a lot of annoying noise or something that's got a lot of little pieces that i know he's gonna have to clean up or he's gonna step on them at yes. some point so that gave us an excuse to go to the music store that i haven't been to in 20 plus years where's that uh Right past Hotel Monroe. Is it used stuff? Nope. Well, I'm sure they have used oh, stuff. Oh, it's up the hill there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to get in, in there. Is it in Ox? No, it's, no, it's in, in Butler. It's in Butler. Oh. No. The one in Blanox is way better. So we go there, and uh, I'm looking at harmonicas, and I see that you can get a harmonica for like $6. And I go, this seems like a really cheap cop-out. I feel like I want to get something more substantial. Because a $6 item, Longface can just throw away. A xylophone. Mm. So, ukulele. $40. Mm. That's more substantial. So, I get the ukulele and the harmonica. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, okay. I hear Andrew explain his theory about child gift giving. And, um, I, you know, I haven't been friends with Longface for 20 years, but uh, I know him. He's, he's a good guy. He's friendly. Um, I'd maybe give him a call every now and then. And I'm going to this birthday party, so I want to come bearing gifts. And we're in the gift shop, so why not? So Andrew's like, harmonica, ah, that's not enough. Let's get a ukulele. And I think, wow, that's a great idea. I like playing guitar, ukulele, great. But I think Andrew was on the right track with the initial, what's the most annoying thing to get? And there's nothing more annoying than a kazoo. And there's nothing more annoying per dollar than a, than a 99 right. cents kazoo. Yes, kazoos are fucking Maybe. cheap, people. Eric makes a good point, though. The harmonica, you can make noise breathing in and out. Oh, yeah. So it's double the obnoxiousness. But here's the problem. We get to this birthday party, and we give the gifts, and he's got the ukulele, he's got the harmonica, he's got the kazoo. The cheapest thing he is the most interested in. 99-cent kazoo. 80% of the noise that was thus generated from this child was from that kazoo. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so next year, here's what you've learned. You have to get something that is far less disposable. Something that the parent is going to have a real... A drum set. Ethical conflict. No. A bird. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of bird that makes a lot of noise, right? And that's like, enjoy the next 10 years. It's the last gift you have to get this child. Yeah, a fucking parakeet. And then every year you just get it food. I, I think that's actually a really great idea. Brett's on the right track too. Like we're talking about what's annoying what's non-disposable and then brett brett brought the ethics into the equation and it's like oh this is a whole nother level of leverage next year we bring a small nicaraguan child <laughs> and we a give best it, friend we give it to the kid as his birthday gift 
And now the parents are going to have a real tough time giving this Nicaraguan child away. Yeah, because all he has is a little sister. He needs a boy to hang out with. I mean, how are you going to get rid of a small Nicaraguan child that was given to your son to be a playmate? You can't do that. You can't just turn that kid away. You can't just put that kid in a cage. Unless your name's Biden. Ooh. And his name's not Biden. I don't know. I mean, I think that just for like logistics, there's a step in between that is like a rooster. Oh, yeah. Mm. Rooster's an obnoxious bird. Right. But what can the parent do? With it. I mean, actually, you could kill Wait, a rooster because a rooster is a bird. Yeah. Right? And you can kill birds. You can eat birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can kill them. Maybe the Nicaraguan boy, I don't a know. Ferret. Feel... Ferrets smell bad. Mm. Smell. We've but only been thinking silent. about audible, but ferrets smell. Mm. Yeah. Which is more obnoxious. I was at a pet store. Smelling ferrets. I was smelling ferrets, yeah. I was petting cats, smelling ferrets, looking at lizards. And yeah, ferrets are awesome, but they fucking stink. I had two ferrets as a boy. <laughs> of course you did. I had a friend who had two ferrets in high school. A parrot of ferrets. Two ferrets and a Nicaraguan child walk into somebody's house. Well, I'd say we've done it all. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the last thing I want to mention is, you know how I don't like uh, this fake virtual digital world? How I feel? Yes, you've mentioned that. In general, everything real is better. Than the virtual people are becoming disconnected from their bodies. You can buy virtual real estate now. Of course, you can. There's only nine billion unique parcels. Okay, get them all you can. Sure. <laughs> um, there's something that I enjoy virtually far more than I enjoy in the real world. Mini golf. Yeah. Virtual mini golf. Played a second round of it last night. Played with Nick. And former guest of the show, Michael Garcia, and Brad. And it's delightful. It's really yeah, fun. I down- and you speak about disembodied people. You're just a head and a hand with a golf club in it. It's fucking hysterical. Not two hands? <laughs> nope, just one hand. Oh, that's no, so weird. Hand. It never gets old. It's fucking hilarious. And guess who won? Guess who's Nick? phenomenal at VR golf? Nick? No, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I downloaded this game, too. I haven't had a chance to play with you guys, but uh, it is uh, addictive. I will give it that. I would never play alone. I don't know what that would be like. It would be so boring. It's not that boring. You get to search for lost balls. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's challenging. And it is, uh, yeah, it's it's surprisingly, um, like, realist- not really realistic, but, like, the 3D aspect of the game really, you know, makes it fun. Unlike, you know, like, when you play... Uh, a digital version of pool or something. You don't have that three dimensionality. Yeah. And there's all this, this game, you get to stand on a cliff and look down and then you can make yourself a giant out in the distance. You can, you know, things happen. Like last night, Brad had to go charge his headset or plug in his headset. So all of a yeah. sudden Brad's little virtual head just like turns completely 90 degrees facing down and then just zooms across the landscape in front of us. And I could not stop laughing. Like I fell over laughing. It was so funny just watching Brad's head just zoom across the screen like a foot from the ground. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, Jessica, Brad Ryder. But it's nice. Like it's, uh, it's like getting to see people and hang out with people that you don't get to see all the time. Yeah. And play golf. Yeah, and there's some competition in there. 
Okay, that's that. I got more stuff, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it counts as a show. We're done. You have been listening to Portman Show. Go to portmanshow.com slash VIP to sign up for as little as $5 a month on Patreon to help support our drinking habits. Get a cool t-shirt or shower curtain by going to portmanshow.com slash merch. Send us an email to show at portmanshow.com. 